and welcome to Super Boothers. I am five-time national cheerleading championship, Ryan Salinas. And I am a high school spelling bee loser, Ismail. Do you know, we were planning this episode, and I really didn't think about what my name was going to be, so that was just... And then I, I saw it. Did you ever see that movie, Bring It On? Yes. That's where that came from. Welcome the five-time national champion, the Rancho Carne Toro! I, I, I saw you hesitate for a second, and I'm like, uh-oh. Can we finally get Ryan? But no, your your mind immediately went to the cheerleading movie and you you just came right back. I'm such a cheerleader. Um, so it's been fun what's happening. I'm sorry, that's my refrigerator. He's 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 making me more ice. Could you hear that? Isn't it? No, I didn't hear it. Oh my gosh. It's thank you thank you for drawing attention to it. It's (laughs) actually it's actually cooling down. Uh in Vegas it's 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 pleasant outside now it doesn't feel like your skin is going to burn off the second you walk out the door yeah it's definitely cooled down uh here in new york as well thankfully um i'm sure soon we'll be missing the warm days but for right now it's pretty comfortable so the thing is whenever you know how like you have like hoas and stuff and i'm sure everyone like that's listening to this that is in an hoa is like oh yes so apparently they have like these like rules against like what you can and can't have outside your house and i'm in i'm in a, a new build and what's happening here is whenever the door faces uh, the sun, the door gets like super ridiculously hot. Like you could burn your hand opening your door. So people are putting like all sorts of stuff that they're not supposed to like out on like their like front porch and like doors to like protect the door from the heat or protect their hands from the heat. It is hysterical. I love it so much. Take that, HOA. Yeah. There, there's not uh, many HOAs in my area, but I just – came back from Florida and I stayed in a Airbnb, which was in an HOA. And yes, there are many rules. You can't park your car on the sidewalk. I mean, you can't lease out your house to people that are Airbnb. Well, this one, this is this community you could, but yes, normally you can't. Yeah. It's like a vacation community. So that's what, that's what they all do. I thought that's what Florida was. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes things surprise you. But yeah, I, that's that's why it stood out to me because I've never been in an HOA. Uh, there's not many around where I live, so seeing the rules and like the what is it like the those movies, the Pleasantville kind of lifestyle. Absolutely, not like Absolutely. New York. Not like New York. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no. So we've been. I've been kind of kicking it into high gear a little bit, and it's a little annoying, but I love it and hate it all at the same time. Like, Oh, I'm so busy. Help me count my hundreds. I, I, I keep telling you, you've got some very good problems over there. A lot of people <laughs> listening would love to have your problems. You know, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. I will say that. I don't, I don't think I've ever been like this busy in my career. And typically and this is how I know this whenever I kind of, so I started doing photo booths and then I had like an event production company. If you're just tuning in now and did not know this. And I was like building this little mini empire. And then I hit like a Mariah Carey breakdown and was like, I need to stop. And I stopped doing whatever I was doing. I took a job with a caterer and just kind of chillaxed for a couple of years and then quit and went back to doing just photo boost this time. So whenever I did just photo boost again, and, and that would be this iteration of the business, I ended up kind of, you know, knocking on doors and starting from scratch again. And I mean, not completely from scratch, but scratch enough. And I remember I'd pick up the phone. And if, if 
in the physical world that we occupy, I always say this, if, in the physical world that we occupy, if I can physically get to an event, I'll do it. And right now it's getting to the point where I'm taking too much. I'm very much over committing myself, which I've always had a problem doing because I have this constant fear that no one will ever hire me again. And it kills me to turn away business. Not anymore. I have no problem saying unavailable, 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 unavailable. That's the luxury uh, of having the op- like the option to choose, um, but also you earned your stripes. Like you mentioned, that story of you being so busy and growing so fast, growing so big that you kind of had to take a step back. Yeah, I, I remember having a great conversation with you on my other podcast. If anyone wants to hear more of that story that hasn't heard it yet, they can check it out. It was one of the first episodes. But you you don't just happen to fall into that role where hey now you can turn things away. You earned your way there and. I don't want people to hear that and say, you know what? I'm just going to say no to everything. I think you have to kind of climb the ladder. Well, in the vault. So we were talking about like how I got into this mess. And I remember whenever quarantine kind of happened, you know, oh, oh, oh. And I have a story for you later about a quarantine cancellation thing. So we'll get to that in a moment. Please stand by. So rewind to quarantine during quarantine you know the first couple of weeks i'm like oh, i'm gonna bake oh i'm gonna do this to the house oh, i'm gonna do this i want to do that oh i'm gonna get around to this project that i never did and then after that i'm like okay i'm going crazy i don't i, I went through a phase where i did not want to work on the business like nothing's booking i don't care anymore like that's it like just the world is over why bother messing with photos and then we kind of reached a point where, okay, maybe stuff is still kind of happening and the world still kind of has to turn and events are still going to have to, you know, happen even virtually. So what we ended up doing was I went through the website, completely redid everything. I mean, from the ground up, redid some of the videos, redid some of the verbiage, you know, pumped up some of the SEO. And I mean, this is just me working night and day on these pages. And whenever things started to come back, the influx of leads has been insane. I think we're almost up to like 70 or 80 leads a day now. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, insane. So physically, we cannot do all these events. Like, it's just not possible. There is one particular day, uh, October 30th, where we have 75 inquiries for that day and only one has booked. And it's just, I mean, granted, that is very rare that that would happen. I think that's happened only one other time, but it's still like kind of insane to where like whenever I wanted to, whenever events were coming back, I wanted to make sure that people were going to find me. And I don't know if I told you about this, but the Usher event, two people went searching for me and two people found me from the same event. And the same thing that happened on that. And the same thing happened on that call with, um, with the Christmas event. Yeah, yeah. People can listen to the Usher episode, I think a couple episodes back to hear the full story. But, um, you know, even before we got on this podcast, we were chatting and I think maybe this pandemic, these lockdowns gave people an opportunity to explore other things or like look themselves in the mirror and really maybe there's people that dropped out of the industry because um, things kind of slowed down and they got interested in other things. So I, I feel like I had the same experience that you did where for a while I was like, you know what? Nothing's because nothing was happening. And even yeah. here with my client base, um, and I don't know if people listening, uh, the New York area seems way more strict. Like I'm sure Ryan, you've seen the news with Kyrie Irving, the basketball player um, who's not getting vaccinated. And now he can't play. 
Uh, it's only because it's a New York team and there's a New York rule where you have to be vaccinated to go indoors, right? So yeah. that's just an example of how strict it is in my area. And that has obviously huge impact on events, especially corporate events. So it, it's really still nowhere near where it, it is everywhere else, so, which is kind of sad. Uh, but on the bright side, there's the opportunity to look into other things and, and explore other interests that you may have. Funny enough, I ran into Coach Popovich yesterday. Coach Pop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he apparently got in trouble, but he's also at the, for speaking his mind a little bit and going outside of his purview or whatever. But I think he's almost America's basketball coach at this point. You know, I mean, I mean, he was in the Olympics, but he's just a little, I guess, opinionated. And you know, whenever you're that age, why not? I mean, yeah. Lord knows, I'm far too opinionated now. <laughs> I can only yeah. imagine what I'm going to be later. Yeah, I mean, he's highly respected and beloved. I just brought up the Kyrie Irving example to illustrate how New York no. is much stricter than other states. You know, absolutely. And in Texas, there's abs- – I mean, it's just the exact opposite. So anyways, so uh, let's f- rewind slash fast forward a little bit to Whoa. <laughs> this little email This little email that I got. So I get an email from this planner, which we love so much. Not really. Um and she goes, hi, we're doing this event together November 20th. Please let me know if this client has any remaining balances due. And I go, okay, the name sounds familiar, but let me go look at this again. So type it up in my system, type type, type, type. And then I ended up going to look and I see that this event happened in August of 2020. Well, then I checked the event report and that didn't happen. Like there was no event report, meaning the event didn't happen. So then I was like, okay, let me look into this further. Type it, type, type, type. And then I end up seeing that she ended up booking in March or her wedding was March 27th, 2020. And she booked middle of February, 2020. So then, because I never delete anything, I started going through the system and I found out the emails. So this is how it went. She ended up inquiring in February 2020, booked and paid in full for her event on in March. Two weeks or a mm, week and a half before the event, she calls to cancel because of COVID. I said, not a problem. You can change up to one year prior. Or I'm sorry, one year after your cancellation date. No big deal. So she, I said, she goes, well, I don't know my event date, my new event date. I was like, not a problem. When I will put it into rescheduled status because there's a little thing on my on my system where I can just, you know, tick it off to the side. Hey, this person's paid. They're booked, but we don't know the date. That's fine. There's a couple that are hovering in there. So I she emails back uh, two months later and says, hey, listen, it's going to be August, you know, first, I think 2020. I said, not a problem. Here is your service agreement for your new date. She didn't sign it. So August 1st comes and goes, nothing, didn't happen. So essentially a full year and however many months go by, and I get this magical email from this planner. What would you do? Well, you get which magical email after the full year? The email from the planner that says, hi, we're doing an event together November 20th. And I'm like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. no, we not, because I don't have anything saying November 20th. Mm. So this is what I did. Well, I'll just preface this by saying 
that I assume you were paid. You said you were paid in full and you kept the money. So yeah, absolutely. But All right. she also went a full almost two years without notifying me of a new date. And she didn't sign her first extension. That is definitely not good in her fault. I'm just saying before you explain what you did, and I'm sure it was very well thought out, thought through, um, I would just feel bad keeping a full payment and not offering anything. So now I can't wait to hear what you did. Well, typically I wouldn't feel bad. However, you know, we were talking about a COVID discount. A COVID discount was absolutely a thing a, a long time ago. It's not a thing anymore. Now there's a shortage of product, shortage of vendors, shortage of, you know, everything, shortage of labor. I mean, not for me, but for most. Uh, <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing was I emailed the planner and I said, hey, listen, here's the timeline of what happened. The problem that we have here is that she never signed her agreement for the new date. And that's another thing is you can't have clients that are extending, 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 extending because of COVID, because of COVID, because of COVID, because of COVID. So if I had, I've had a couple of clients that have been here from the beginning uh, that have the max I've ever canceled or let them reschedule is twice only because their event happened March of 2020. They reschedule. And in another instance, a girl rescheduled and she said, uh, actually the bridal party got COVID like right before the wedding. So they had to cancel. So I was like, not a problem. Let me know. And they haven't rescheduled the new date. They're like, this one's going to be a year later from now because all of these venues are sold out of dates because you have 2020 mm -hmm. people that had to reschedule. You have the regular people that got engaged during 2020. You have the regular people that got engaged in 2021. Like we're having like, you know, two, three years of backups essentially all into one year. So what I told what I told her I would do was I said we will honor the amount that she has paid. However, this is most definitely a new rate. So I increased her rate. It was actually only a couple hundred dollars difference, and sent off sent off the thing because was it? I, go ahead. Was there a response? Uh, not yet. No. Mm. I'd so be curious like, to hear what she says because I'm, sh I'm, sh I'm sure it'll be fine because I said, here is the new rate because what the rate that you booked in 2020 is not the same rate as end of 2021. That's, I can't give it away for that much. And I think I'm being a little bit more than generous by still honoring her money because I have every right to be like, you never canceled. You never signed the new agreement. You, there was none of this stuff done. And I mean, and I have record of all of this. Yeah. And, and someone like me, that's a big believer in inflation. I totally agree with, I think it's hard for her to argue against you. She can act upset and say whatever she wants to say, but I think it's pretty fair. Like no one can argue against it. Everything's up in price. Everyone, yeah. there's like supply shortages everywhere. You can't really argue against it. So a minor increase, um, she may say something and seem upset, but I think it's more than fair. Yeah. I highly doubt it. But anyways, but, um, she, the, the planner was like, no, I absolutely get it. You know? And then in the email that I sent, I said, here's, I go, well, you, no one even told me about this November 20th date. So what I did was I said, here's a new service agreement. Here's the new invoice with the slight rate increase. It really wasn't that much. And here's the questionnaire. I need all of this stuff within the next two weeks. Uh, so that was that. Sounds fair to me. I mean, like I said, people, whoa, whoa, there you go. Take a bow. 
Take a bow. Thank you. I understand. I, th- I appreciate it. It's so glad you st- agree with me. You've, you've stepped up in the audio editing department for sure. You have no idea. Just wait for what's going to happen in a minute. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even want to say after that. But yeah, I think that was obviously fair and people can't really argue against it. Like, I think as a business owner, there's the balance of, you know, the customer's always right and you got to like bend over backwards to uh, give good service, but you also have to not be taken advantage of it. No. Costs have increased over that time. Uh, everything costs more, whether it's your advertising to acquire people, whether it's the equipment, if you bought new equipment, whether it's people that you pay, that you can't just give the same rate as three years ago or two years ago. It's just, yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, it's essentially a two-year-old rate. And Right, and, and that two years has been a lot of inflation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I got a little email. There's no sound effect for this. I was, I was waiting, guys. <laughs> I got a little email. <laughs> uh, it was from Paris Hilton's people. Ooh, she got people. Did she, she email your people or she emailed you? Her she, people email your people. Her people emailed my person. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was such a fun experience. So I, I got a call from... Uh, one of the production people uh, who we worked with with Usher and he calls in a panic and said this was I think Tuesday he's like hey listen can you do this event for Paris Hilton on Friday and I said sure what do you need and he goes we needed a ring light booth and I was like not a problem so simple here you go. And I was like, and here's the rate. And it was beyond more than reasonable. It was not inflated. I literally just looked on my chart and, you know, said, this is the rate. Well, then he added a whole bunch of stuff. Then they added a second date. Then they added a, uh, a green screen. Then they added some sort of like special effects. Then they added a white label. Then they added, I mean, they added, they added, they added, they added, they added, they added. And I was just like, that's hot. So it was just, it was, it was so, it was, it was so like amazing. And then I started sending mock-ups real quick and I was like, what do you think about this? And then it eventually was like, you know, we were just texting so fast and, you know, it just went like click, 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 click. And, uh, we ended up having, it was a, a, a little bit difficult to actually get into the building. So this was for Paris Hilton's, uh, bachelorette party. It was her joint party with her fiance Carter, which I guess they're getting married in less than a month. Um, so I don't know. It was, it was a little bit exciting and you know, so this is another thing we did another high profile event that I cannot talk about. And it's so frustrating because that hope high profile event that we did for, a very high profile person, they had their attorneys contact us and send us an NDA. Uh, and the interesting, the interesting thing about that was that particular planner that made this, this deal, uh, essentially, whenever she called, she was like, Oh, it's for, you know, a private person. And she was very like, ultra secretive about it, which is just so annoying. Like that part is just really annoying. Like, I don't mind if we have to sign an NDA, but like, Tell me who it is and I can make things better, you know? So that that part I had a little frustration with. Well, that, that's always a telltale sign. I can't tell you who the client is. <laughs> well, um, no, well, so so I've done a couple of celebrities' weddings before, and you'll have a planner come in that will say, oh, I just need a whole bunch of this, 
you know, this is all the stuff we need, price it out, you know, and then they'll say, oh, you got the event. And then they'll say, oh, you know, it's blah, blah, blah's wedding. And then that's how you find out. And then that's when they tell you like, oh, okay, it's for this person. But this particular person was just being like a little like not shady, but it was just really annoying and very frustrating. So anyways, and also like this like higher profile person was kind of a nobody and like nobody would care, you know? <laughs> like it was just, it was just so it was just so dumb. So anyways, and that that being said aside, uh, that particular client was like, oh, you know, we were going to try and uh, she's like, let us know who's scheduled to do this event and we'll have them sign an NDA on site. I said, no, no. I said, our staff is not allowed to sign anything on site. If you need anything, send it to me now and I will get it taken care of prior to. And, you know, we went through this like whole rigmarole and it was just it was just really, really stupid is what it was. Flash forward to paris's people and the guy's like listen it's paris's you know bachelorette we're doing x y and z here's all the things you know can you help and i was like yes so it, it went from one tiny three-hour event to us doing the whole weekend uh it was it was at resorts world and it, which is the new uh hotel that has uh, hilton affiliation obviously and it was just super fun and yeah, I would think like the person that reached out to you from like this private celebrity, uh, they saw your site. They saw they came to you for a reason. They see that you have done other high profile events, right? At that point, they should have some level of trust with you as the company, right? It's not like some random um, fly by night operation that you found on Thumbtack. Yeah. So to me, it is annoying. It is a little weird because you're obviously there's a reputation that you have and your company has that people should know by now. Hey, this is what this guy does. We can be open with them, but teach their own, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and truthfully, the first person or that other planner, I think that we were a referral from another event in that like little circle. And she didn't know me or the company or who I was or anything like that. And that I think is kind of what started it from there. I don't know. It was just really weird and kind of stupid, but anyways, back to, Back to Paris. What were we going to say? How was that event, the experience compared to the Usher event? From Paris? For, like for you, what was a bigger deal, having the Usher event or the Paris one? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you seem like you really enjoyed the – you seem like a big Usher fan, so I, I would have thought you said that. But Well, it's, it's interesting because like Usher, Usher was like an everyday thing because it was the residency – and that which and again he's back in december and and we got the event for december so if you're in vegas and you want to do the underground experience please do it's so much fun it's fantastic and you will love it um i think the tickets are like 500 or 600 or 700 or 800 i don't know it's a lot in addition that's to a the big ticket, that's in, a big gap yeah in, in, in addition to the ticket that you're already paying but there's like unlimited cocktails they give you all the merch like it's totally worth it so much fun uh, and you get to go like backstage under underneath the stage. Like, it's just so awesome. Like you would like, that's just not something that people normally experience, you know? Um, I mean, I, I'm just curious if there's anything, cause I remember you talking about Usher and how he was involved in the creative process. He and was, like, he was, so I, I assume not everyone's like that. Like, I don't think Paris probably was like that. No, um, Par Paris just kind of showed up. Uh, however, we did get feedback of what the, activation was once it was already happening so 
the 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 nice thing that I have with the relationship with this particular client was he knows he can text me. He knows whatever changes that he's going to make, I'm going to make it pretty much within the half hour. Uh, and not only that, that it wasn't a, it was a quick turnaround as well. So I I kind of had to work quick because we had to get stuff printed. Um, so it was just quite a night and day experience between Usher and Paris. Like you can't really like compare the two, you know? Uh, she's also like undergoing an image change where like she was a crazy party girl. And now she's like, um, trying to be this business person into NFTs and and, like really rebranding herself and getting married and definitely different from the Paris I knew. Well, and that's the thing is the Paris that like I kind of grew up with was, and I don't know, have you seen her documentary? No. You need to watch it because it's just she's such an a fantastic individual. She plays really stupid, but the girl is seriously so smart. I mean, just so ridiculously smart. Um, same thing with Kathy Hilton. I don't know. I really don't watch The Housewives. I think I need to start because first of all, Kathy Hilton was just a- a- apparently playing this like huge debt ball, but she's like so ridiculously smart, like it's crazy. So there was a, a TikTok that was made that was saying how she's asking all the housewives, "Hey, do y'all guys want to go to Ruth Chris and uh, you know get the all gratin potatoes?" And all these housewives are looking at Kathy Hilton going we can't eat that but she's putting that out there because i guess there's a partnership between ruth chris and embassy suites that hilton owns so she's like promoting a random business that's under her purview that is just so under the radar nobody notices but she comes off as like stupid saying it it's just flipping genius i love it yeah i mean these uh this new generation i mean she's probably not the new generation but i know i don't know if you know the logan paul and jake paul brothers yeah that are like boxing now and all this they seem like i was just, I was just talking to my brother about this yesterday they seem like idiots right they they sure. really act like that however they're not because you can't build an empire like that and start going into other industries and build another empire in that industry without knowing what you're doing like you're, they're great at marketing you, like so some of this is like an act. And I think a lot of these celebrities do that, whether it's Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or whoever, they put on this character um, and they do that for a reason because it works. Interesting. That's yeah. another thing is I think Paris kind of did the same thing. Like she, like it, Kim Kardashian, like they all have, and actually her daughter called her out on Instagram. She was doing a, a, a little Instagram story and her daughter's like, mom, why are you talking different? And, you know, kind of calling her out. So just stuff like that is hysterical. But I will say this. So I brought two attendants with me. And funny enough, they had an event earlier. So they were working from like noon to five. And we were loading in it for Paris at six. So and this this is the part that boggled my mind. So we had about nine points of contact. And that maybe is underestimating it. Maybe it was 12. We had a contact from the hotel, a contact from concierge, a contact from the casino host, a contact from Paris's people, a contact from the production people, a contact. I mean, it was just a contact and contact and contact to where whenever we got there, I was like, and that's another thing is my direct contact was not there. He was in New York. So he can't even tell me where to go. And he, and he's doing this whole setup from, you know, couple thousand miles away so that part was frustrating and it got to the point where i didn't care about professionalism anymore i just texted everyone all at the same time who is available to escort us up there now we're here to deliver and then someone magically shows up 
So, I mean, at that point, you just kind of do whatever you have to do just to get stuff done. And at this point, no one kind of cares. So it's fine. Um, we got up there and the interesting thing to me was, so this place was in one of the villas, uh, one of the nicest villas, I think, I think there's, uh, three or four of them on property and they all have their own private pools, their own, you know, private bars, their private, you know, little mini club. It's an actual function room. Um, there's actually a couple rooms. There's a theater, there's uh, a massage room. There's, I mean, it's just flipping amazing. So we go in there and do you know what the interesting thing was? In all the doors that we went through, there was not one lock on the door. Isn't that interesting? Like we're going through all these doors and not one of them is locked. Like what's going on? Like it, it was just so freaking weird. Like, and we didn't even go through like a service entrance. We just went through like a main entrance through the side. And I was like, no wonder Kim Kardashian got held at gunpoint in Paris. It was, it was flipping easy to get in here. So anyways, and I will appreciate this because I was following Paris Hilton's story she didn't post where she was until after like she was gone hmm. like that part was amazing yeah that sounds like a best practice yeah 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 so and then everyone uh essentially got covid tested um prior to staying in the venue so anyways so i have two attendants sorry i'm bouncing all over the place but that's all right so i had two attendants that were working all day and then we went to go do the install and, you know, we're going in, going in on property, finally got up there and we start setting up. So another thing is, I don't know if people, uh, if other people do this, whenever we screen wrap the booth, I don't like to do it until I get there. Like, yes, we struggle a little bit putting it on and, you know, it's a little bit of like a perfectionist kind of deal. And it's, I think no, under normal circumstances, I would want to do it prior to however i'm so scared of like things getting scratched in transit i just want to like do it once it's in place and once we know where it's going so we're cutting stuff up and you know putting the putting the screen wrap on and one of one of the attendants his name is albert we're, we're walking and i i hear paris and she's with her phone and actually they had a camera crew because they were filming stuff and she walks by in this beautiful yellow dress it was so gorgeous she looked absolutely stunning albert's jaw hit the flipping floor and he was like <laughs> he was like that's paris hilton and it was just so funny like i just got a kick out of it and i'm like okay keep going like keep working <laughs> like whatever albert must be new to the team <laughs> Al albert albert is relatively new um he's done stuff but never on this level before um, but also like Paris Hilton is very pretty and she will stop you in your tracks. So. I wouldn't know. I've, I've never, I've never been around her. So. <laughs> so funny. So anyways, then they ended up, you know, partying, had a blast and it was amazing and you know, everything was fantastic. Question. Do you ever try to get anything else out of these? Um, like there's non-disclosure stuff that you sign, but. Do you ever try to like get out of it and get things to have on your portfolio, have on social media, or are you just not even bothering with that kind of stuff? You know, I'm not even bothering with it. So, you know, with, with the other NDA that I was talking about, I didn't care about the person uh, and I don't care to use their stuff. So it didn't matter to me. Paris, on the other hand, Usher, on the other hand, those types of um, public figures, 
don't care about that stuff. Like if anything, and I mean, literally everyone was posting stuff. Um, so it's really not that huge of a deal. No. The, the tricky thing is that you would think having a portfolio of all these celebrity clients that you have would help you get more, but you don't even know who's booking you until after they, you gave them all the information. Um, no, that's not necessarily true. So like it, de- it really depends on like the email, like the email that whenever we got from Usher was like usher.com and like the same thing and like and the same and the same thing with George Lopez. It was like George Lopez.com. Uh, and you know, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, like stuff like that. Like, so I think the interesting thing here is while, and I haven't posted any of the stuff on Instagram. However, I do have, uh, like kind of like a deck, I guess, of what we do for each of these installations. So whenever like a big, like actually I went to New York because I got a big brand that we didn't even talk about. Um, and that particular big brand that one had celebrities too. Like, it was just like, I don't, I don't necessarily have time to like build, you know, Instagrams and post all this stuff. Like I'm kind of like just laying low a little bit only because we're actually working on the Instagram and kind of curating it a little bit more. And so whatever I put out there from now on, I want to be a little bit more intentional. So I don't know if anyone has noticed on my Instagram, on the business Instagram, I have pared it down to just like nine posts, I think maybe like 12 posts max or something like that. So I just want to be a little bit more like thoughtful of what I'm putting out there. Um, But whenever we get like another celebrity event, or, you know, higher profile thing, I just say like, oh, here's what we did for Paris. Here's what we did for Usher. You know, here's what we did for Kelly Clarkson or whatever. And, you know, that way they can see what's possible. And I think that stuff builds a little bit more of assurance. Um, And then once you get in a rhythm with these people, it's just like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do this? I remember, did I ever tell you about the Bethany Frankel one? Um, I don't think in detail, but you've mentioned it. Well, she's a nightmare, but anyways. Um, well, there you go. That was a, that was what I heard. <laughs> well, and that's all you need to know. But you know, I think it was the worst celebrity you've worked with, right? That's what you said. Probably, yeah. I I, I actually think so. Like, why just, am I not surprised? There's no one more horrible than her. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. I probably shouldn't say that. She's a listener and a huge fan of the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bethany. Sorry, Bethany. I really apologize for this. Uh, but anyways, so that's what's happening here. Um, great event. I mean, it, so much it, fun. And then the client was super happy. Kathy Hilton did a photo. And the photo that Kathy Hilton did was freaking amazing. And she looked so gorgeous. Uh, and, you know, I won't post that stuff. I'll just keep it to myself. And just I'll send it to US Mail so you can see it. <laughs> I, I just checked your Instagram. And you're right. You did really pare it down. It's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've wonder- come quite a long way. You, you were always like... I don't know if the word is oversharing, but you you were very active on Instagram, and now it's definitely a different tone where you're more selective and you don't post as often, and you got off of it on your personal account. So definitely a new Ryan in the last couple of years. The, the personal growth I really is, is astonishing. And this is an and this is another thing that's kind of happened is once I got rid of the Instagram personally, and once I started like paring down the business. And started focusing more like on sales and myself and, you know, where I want to grow and all this other stuff. Like, first of all, revenue has never been higher. And I am just booking on such a different level because I think that whenever I was, I was focusing on the wrong thing a little bit. And now I think it's just paying off now because 
I think whenever I stopped, I lifted a whole bunch of pressure from myself. And I mean, I love that I did Paris Hilton's thing and absolutely no one knew about it. Like if you were in my inner circle, like you knew, but other than that, just no clue whatsoever. But that's such a different Ryan from a couple years ago. So that, like yeah. I said, that's the, the personal growth is definitely something to be proud of and to see, but it, it makes you wonder like people listening, maybe they'll, they'll start thinking, Hey, I shouldn't spend all this time on social media. I don't know if that's the message that you're trying to get across. I think there's a place for it. Um, maybe you, you need to outsource it to someone that can focus on that. But I think what you're saying is that you were focusing on it too much personally, and it wasn't allowing you to do these other things that help the business even more. Yeah. I just think that it's just a different like headspace now, you know? Yeah. So anyways, that's hot. Oh, 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 oh,